You're listening to the Stay Smiling Life podcast, where we share tips and techniques on how to be relentlessly optimistic. You'll learn to extract purpose out of all situations and enjoy your journey of continuous self-improvement. Take control of your happiness and choose to live a Stay Smiling Life because everyone deserves to be happy, including you. Join Join us and let's get to getting happy together. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Stay Smiling Life, where we teach a framework on how to maximize your happiness and tips and techniques on how to be relentlessly optimistic. We're the co-founders of Stay Smiling Life, a way of living, a lifestyle. We're so excited to be here today to talk to you about time allocation. I'm Christina. I'm Yoichi. Cool runnings, Tayari. What's happening, y'all? Carlos in the house. Welcome, guys. So uh, time allocation, right? What do we think about time allocation? How do you decide about how to invest your time or allocate your time? There's so many things that are like pulling and pushing in your lives, right? Jobs, family, friends, hobbies, how much time you dedicate to social media, what you read, what you listen to. I know uh, Carlos and T, you guys are big um, readers. So you allocate a decent amount of time to that. And you guys are both heavily involved in um, working out. And Carlos used to do a a lot of, dedicate a lot of time to soccer. So uh, walk me through how you decide how to allocate your time to do something versus something else. I don't have time to answer that. Mm. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> Nobody got time for that. What are you talking about? Willis, if that's your real name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now what I usually do is I just pray that you haven't scheduled too many things <laughs> on my calendar, Christina. That's what I'm praying. No. Um, it's a good question. I think for me, happiness uh, I was really, I've really learned to maximize happiness by managing my time better. Because when I manage like personal time, family time, hobby time, uh, friend time, and then work time, uh, not in any particular order per se, I just, it's like an ongoing running thing. And I've learned to live by my calendar, even though I don't like the concept of it. Like I, I I'm I don't like the idea of having to live by my calendar, but yet I have to live by my calendar. And, and I don't like the idea of living by my calendar because I, there's a part of me that wishes I could be like a free bird. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I could just like be a a nomad, do anything I want when I want it, like travel backpack and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know, make a living doing that. But then at the same time, knowing myself, I wouldn't be able to do like participate in all these projects, which I also really love to do. So it's like a constant push pull. So I basically make sure I have time. Well, I make sure I'm involved in projects that I love doing. And then I dedicate a few hours a week to that. And then I dedicate a few nights a week to, well, like however many nights, four nights a week to the family, like on the calendar, make sure I'm there for like dinner and all that other stuff. And then I dedicate time for like, oh, I wake up at five so and nobody else is awake in the house. So then that's my time to go exercise and work out and meditate and, and do anything, Some play video games sometimes if, if it's raining and I don't feel like riding my bike in the rain. Um, but it's like my me time. And so I just, 
you know, I, I wake up before everybody else and I go to sleep after everybody else. And so I just try to make sure I have enough time. I have enough slots on my calendar to, to do a little bit of everything that I want to do. And then when it's time for something, I make sure I'm doing that something. Like when it's time for, I don't know, video games or riding my bike or reading a book or, or listening to music, well, then I do that. And I don't feel guilty about it because I know I'm going to have time with the kids and the family and the wife, date nights or, um, I don't know, whatever, family trips. Um, I make sure I plan those things as well. Um, and I do a lot of reoccurring meetings with friends to make sure that I'm, I'm seeing them. So I just try to rope them into whatever I'm doing. So that way I... I get to see my friends, whether it's working out or stay smiling life or the dojo or golly, Amazon, whatever <laughs> we did with that, with our baby burp cloths and, you know, I, shoes, ah, whatever, you know, just that's how I wrote my friends into my life. Like, let's do something together. That's very insightful. What about you, Yosh? Um, <clears throat> for me, uh, one thing is time is very important that's one thing that you can never get back um it always moves forward so um i try to time allocate as much as i can like as carl says it's monday through friday is work week uh, make sure i take time off on the weekends for myself for my hobbies um for my wife family time um hopefully big family time but it's just I don't live by a calendar as much anymore. I mean, I used to because I had to go to meetings or do all this stuff because with my own business now, um, with everybody, customers and stuff coming to me, it's not, it's a hard to schedule something because you have no idea when they're coming. Um, but um, to stay happy is work-life balance. So work stuff stays with work, uh, allocate time, even when coming home, um, because I work with Japan side, you know, they start at, three or four o'clock in the afternoon, they don't end till one or two in the morning. So I just have to make sure I break that, that up. So I'm not, you know, working 20 hours a day, but um, yeah, it's just, just to allocate time for myself, um, for wife, just, just to relax, get out of the, get out of work is what's important for me. Yeah, uh, it, it's good to have a divide between work and and your personal time right like the clear divide and I think that goes back to what Carlos was saying about being dedicated to like when you're in it and that goes back to what we like to say as like be present in the moment right mm -hmm. so not feeling guilty about like if you have family time then that is your dedicated family time and not to feel guilty that you're not working right good point what about you T uh for me um how I decided to allocate time so I've always sucked at um setting boundaries you know what I mean like, I've always been a struggle boundaries it, yes you know I grew up BMXing and I'll, I'll ride my bike build jumps behind Paradise Hills at Amarano High until the lights come on when I was a kid um and then figure out you know I'm thirsty I'm gonna go home right so I was driven by just innate forces I need something to drink I don't have any so I better go do that but you know, at some point you got to grow up, right? And so um, in order to do what I want to do, I got to do what I have to do. And a calendar definitely helps me do that now. Um, you know, I agree what you're saying, Christina, about staying present in the moment. When I get roped into doing things with Carlos. <laughs> hey, man. 
<laughs> hey, nah, just messing with you. Uh, being present, you know, not having this this thing, you know, you know, um, in my face, and definitely showing. A phone is what he has is in in his hand. Yeah, right. That part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he refuses to it. use the word phone. He he boycott the word phone. He doesn't. Oh, right. well, I'm right. just telling our listeners. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some people call it phone. I call it low jack. <laughs> but uh you know it is what it is but for me using a, ca a, a, a calendar definitely helps um you know i definitely need to do a better job of um setting boundaries calendar definitely helps me do that when i'm working i work a lot of hours uh, i do like to work out often so i have to get that in there but i also along with the calendar i have to pay attention to how i'm feeling too right if, uh, if, you know being creative i need to be in a certain mode i learn uh learn that uh, when I was doing my undergrad um, at Cal State San Marcos. So when I need to be creative, if I don't have the energy to do it or the right environment to, to, to let, that, let that creativity flow, then I switch to something else that I probably have a little bit better uh, um, energy to do or whatever. So calendar, um, staying present with whatever I'm doing, whether it be roped in <laughs> uh, with some good friends of mine um and just staying on, on on course but uh goals definitely help to understand why i'm doing what i'm doing right so i'm not just wasting my time whether it be you know on a you know mundane task or spending time with people who aren't really on the path in the direction on which i'm trying to go not to say that you know you know i'll, I'll spend that time or whatever but sometimes you know, people will, will, will just take up a lot of your time if you allow them to, right? Um, so, you know, so understanding what you're doing, why you're doing it, you know, and, um, you know, acting accordingly and being intentional about that, so. That reminds me of a conversation that I had recently with Carlos about uh, like a time spectrum and like happiness spectrum with someone, right? Um, and how if, if you have a relationship with someone you want it to be stronger sometimes like it's moving the time amount but sometimes the happier relationship might be reducing that time allocation amount right depending on the, the kind of relationship that you have with someone so i think that speaks to what you're saying t about evaluating the time that you spend with people so have you had an experience where you've had to reduce or increase the amount of time that you spend with someone and how do you go about doing that how do you set that boundary yeah um definitely you know there are some folks that um like say for work um new job early on when i started you know where i am right now um i needed to learn you know my my, my swim lane right and so there are some people that you know, I spent time with prior to getting into this position that I'm in. Um, and, you know, the quote unquote water cooler room where you're hanging out, just talking about old stories and stuff like that. That's one thing. And I understand, you know, we only get 24 hours in a day and there's certain roles and responsibilities that we're supposed to fulfill. And so um, I had an idea like, hey, you know, I want to move up and I know that I need to get some certain things done and learn it and master it and you know can continue to develop but i didn't want to be seen by you know certain individuals who are you know evaluating me for my progress 
So, um, you know, I would just let them know, hey, man, I'll get back with you on lunch or let's set up something like later. <laughs> you know, I would, you know, carve out and, and find pockets when we were given our time to see if we can kind of set something up. And if it didn't align, then it didn't align. And okay. you know, that's what I would do. That's a good strategy, right? To like um, kind of defer it to a future mm -hmm. time that, that yeah. works for both of your calendars. Yeah, absolutely. What about um, you, Yosh? Have you had to do that with any of the people in your life? Um, yeah, I mean, one thing I, I would, I, I guess you say people say, um, who's your best friend or who's your regular friend? Or, you know, you have different levels of friendship. You know, people you just hang out with, just have fun, people that you actually talk to and stuff like that. Um, when I had, you know, a long time ago, experiences breaking up with somebody and all those, you know, hardships that you go through in life. Um, I came to <laughs> this, this is um, you know, whenever that happens, you always feel alone, no one cares and all the other stuff, right? But um, at that time, I, I figured it out is that, hey, who is your real best friend? Who is there for you? And I came to the conclusion is that, hey, it's the person that gives up their time, nothing monetary or money like that. It's just your time. I mean, just get like, like what Carlos always does, you know, gives me a call once a week to see how we're doing or each other calls once a week, once every two weeks, roughly to say, Hey dude, what you're doing, how you're doing, how you've been. Um, even at the friendship, it's like, I was in a hard time, but they'll just come over or like I said, they'll just spend their time with me or just take up, or give up their time so they'll spend it to, with me. Um, that, that was just something that's important that I did. And that, that kind of made me realize, hey, dude, if, you, if somebody is very important to you, just that gesture of giving your time, because you're allocating your time to somebody else. And I think that's one of the most important part you could do for a friend, a loved one, or anybody. I mean, it's your choice to do something, and you're making that conscious choice to give up your time at that moment for somebody else. I and couldn't agree more, Yosh. Um, I, uh, you know, to piggyback off of you, you made me think about um, time is the one thing that none of us get back. And so we being intentional about how you spend that time um, and, and who you spend it with and whatever you're doing is really important, um, you know, and then, you know, at some point in life, we'll find yourself at a funeral, hopefully not your own sooner than, you know, than you would like. But um, a lot of the, one of the things that comes up is, you know, perspective, like, you know, mm -hmm. you wish someone else had more time, right? When people start getting older, people talk about, um, I wish I had more time to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever it might be, right? And it leads me to think about what you were just saying, Christina, about being present um, and, you know, whatever, you know, with whatever you're doing um but yeah this is you know it's definitely an investment and a highly valuable one and i think a lot of people might not be conscious about how they're spending their time or how they're allocating their time so uh great idea to, to choose this as a topic to kind of talk about how about you how do you how do you allocate your time how do you go about so i've not i i do struggle with it right um sometimes i allocate too much time to my day job and uh, i know uh, <laughs> pays the bills hey guys <laughs> um, the 
so I'm trying to articulate this in my head. I don't consider what we do for Stay Smile in Life and the dojo work, right? There's things that we have to do for it and I dedicate a lot of time to it, but I don't consider that as part of like my, my job category. Like I couldn't, and I think that's because it aligns with my principles, right? But I do know that I get extremely unhappy uh, when there's <clears throat> less time to allocate to Stay Smile in Life. <laughs> Less time for stay smiling life and real estate. And then I get like, there's an unhappy Christina walking about. <laughs> um, so do you, do you not consider it work um, because we don't get paid to do those things? <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> could be partial. Could, could be partially why. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I think it's because I enjoy it so much, right? I do get paid for real estate, um, but I do enjoy that too, right? So, but when I have less time to dedicate to those things, that's when I get extremely unhappy, even though, yeah, that that's what it is. And what an exercise that we did as a group, um, which you led us through, Carlos, was that eco map. Right. And, and to our listeners who haven't done an eco map before, it's, um, it's an exercise that's very eye opening and it, it helps you evaluate all the different aspects of your life. Right. And through the exercise, you can figure out like where, what you feel is, is like a, a weak relationship that you have, not with just people, but with, with things. Right. Like I, through the exercise, I realized that I had at the time, a weak relationship with um, some of my hobbies, because I wasn't, and, and like running, which is, which I like to do. Um, so, and that was because my work was eating into, I was letting work eat into all of that time, right? Like I would get up, get on my computer and just like start working and like forego the run, forego, you know, time dedicated to stay smiling life. And then, then I became, I was, I was in this place where I was unhappy. Speak on it. Speak into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. Testing. (laughs) One, two, 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 you in there? (laughs) So, yeah. So I think, you know, for anyone who's in that position where you kind of feel stuck or like it's just something like a balance seems off, it's a time when an exercise like that is like important to do to just take stock of like what's important to you in terms of not just people but like things that give you joy and if you're really carving out the time to actually do those things that you that make you happy oh well said and i i i had to bow my bow the microphone down because you hit it right on the nail on, on the nail right sometimes you might find yourself in a rut doing something that you don't really want to be doing so the eco map when i did it with carlos it helped me understand my decision-making process and how I think through things and decide on a, you know, whatever choice I'm going to make. Right. You know, you talk about your health, right. Um, what makes me happy, some goals, right. If you want to, you know, get your swole game up or whatever, or you trying to, you know, lean it out a little bit, you know what I mean? You want to bang the fro out. Do you want to, whatever it might be, you know what I'm saying? So helping, um, you know, check those boxes. If you find yourself in a rut and say, all right, well, I, I'm in this job and I don't want to be doing this. I'm spending a lot of time on this or, I get home at a certain time and I don't have enough time to, you know, do X, Y, or whatever your Z is, right? So understanding, all right, well, all right, so how am I going to get myself out of this rut? What's important to me, right? 
you know, this is who I am. So checking on that eco math is like, all right, well, you know, help make, you know, not waste time, right? We're talking about time and how you allocate it. So, you know, if you, you do the eco map, it's like, all right, well, let's get down to the nitty gritty, develop a plan and how I'm going to get out this rut. And it's all it's designed by you. So it's not like something that, you know, someone just, you know, just added water to and it's like, hey, you know, do these steps or whatever. But, you know, you design it, it's all based on your input. <clears throat> and then following those steps, it's like, you know, you're spending your time wisely, right? Because you're not going to get the time back. So why waste any of your time? So and uh, intentionally. Yes. Again. And you're spending your time intentionally. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. So um, and it's like, you know, for me, it makes me think about, you know, back when I used to write papers and procrastinate and waste time and wait to the last minute. I take a little, you know, index card. If I had a thesis, I tape it to the top of the computer screen and I would make sure I'm writing. I look up, making sure each paragraph would bang to that and would go on accordingly. So the eco map is to me another version of that to, to, to a degree, you know. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm looking up, checking um, instead of the thesis statement, the boxes, right? And seeing, you know, where I'm oriented. Am I going where I said I wanted to go, right? Um, if I'm, am I off course? Why am I off course? Is what, you know, is spending time with these people, is that in alignment with these boxes? Is that going to get me to these goals where I want to be going, right? Or how far is that going to put me off course? You know, so because sometimes stuff pops up and you might enjoy it, you know? So, you know, it's understanding the choices that you're going to make and why you're going to make it. You, you reminded me of how I first learned about time allocation and that it impacted my happiness was in college. I mean, I was a big partier in college and I was always trying to like not do college, um, but I needed to. So what would happen is, is I'd procrastinate. And so I'd be feeling guilty doing all these like fun things. And then the fun things wouldn't be that fun because I had all this guilt because I knew I had these assignments that I had to do. And so uh, I remember it was my junior year in college. I learned two things. One, I functioned better when I had class one day a week, like a, a particular class one day a week. So I, I took all evening classes because they were like big, long classes, but you only took them one day a week. So I had class Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I think one other class that was like a, a Tuesday, Thursday morning class or something. And, uh, and so what I would, yeah, because I always have five classes. And so what I would do is I would do my homework and assignments as soon as I could. And then it allowed me to just, boy, I was guilt-free partying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, ooh, man, that, and it changed my life because I remember thinking like, oh, snap, if you take care of your responsibilities, this is what I teach my kids all the time. Like, if you take care of your responsibilities, then the fun is that it's just way more fun, right? Mm -hmm. You ain't got to cut it short. You could just, you could, you could just, just knock it out, just knock it out and then go ahead and, and, and enjoy the other time. And so that was my first foray into time management. But then when I learned about Ecomap, which is for ecological systems theory, it's a social work concept that you do when um, like an assessment tool uh, for working with like doing case management. Um, I recognize that like, uh, if, you, if you modify it and tweak it and, and you add some, some more stuff to it, some, you know, through my life experiences working with other people, I recognize like, hey, if you, you could actually adapt this tool to help people look at their life. And, and then the biggest thing is you have to accept 
the picture that you painted, right? You can't argue with anybody because you paint the picture. And, and then, and then it's, a, it's about acceptance of where things are at. And, and what I find is a lot of times people don't recognize how much time they're spending doing certain things. And that's where like, and it comes down to priorities, right? They, a lot of people like me, we think we're prioritizing certain things in life, uh, like, you know, in an in a order, one through 10. But then if you look at, you do an eco map and you start looking at the time allocation, your time allocation might be, actually you're spending more time on the things like way at the bottom, or they're not even your priorities and you're spending more time doing that. But you, because you're not intentional and you're not present in the moment of like what you're actually doing, easiest thing is when you get sucked in on like, uh, man, I end up watching like top hundred dunks in the NBA, like stuff like that always kind of, and I'm like, don't click it because, because <laughs> then it, you know, cause it goes from the hundred dunks and you're like, and it's like the top nastiest jukes in the NFL. You're like, Durr. and so, and then three hours goes by. You're like, I can't get three hours of my life back. Like YouTube yeah. algorithm got me and so and the but, algorithm is so good you can find yourself looking at turbo cars so on oh, and so forth. yeah and you know and somehow i always end up on like naked rabbits which i don't understand right like no i'm just playing that was a joke <laughs> christina's face is like what does a naked rabbit look like <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no so right it's about unless you're intentional you you don't actually know like so many people I know have no idea what they do, how much time they spend doing what each and every day. And then they're also confused why they're not achieving dreams, right? Or even working on their dreams. And so um, it's really a, um, your time allocation. Like one of the things that I do is I try to allocate time each week to something new so that I'm constantly growing. And so that I'm trying because, to, you know, I keep saying like, to me, living to live is to try and to try is to live. Like I, I, I definitely need to be trying something new, whether it's food or some exercise or meeting somebody new uh, or, or whatever the case may be. I think, I mean, you great point on, you know, like social media right now, everybody always has their phone. Everybody's always on their phone um, doing that you know time passes very quickly you know you don't realize it but you, you've been staring at your phone right in bed supposed to go to sleep but you've been looking at instagram for the past hour you know a lot of people i'm pretty sure do that um, and don't realize that but um and some people have guilt like it's like like christine tar tar uh, tar everybody will say is that yeah you don't feel you feel guilty that you did that you know but i take it the other way around i guess being really optimistic is that if i spend an hour looking at Instagram or doing all this stuff. I mean, of course I was looking at everything and anything because I love to learn knowledge and that's social media has so much things that you could look at at the same time, you can um, incorporate all of that into something positive that you don't, you didn't know like knowledge base. I mean, for one, you didn't know a body could move in that way to juke someone so badly and give them broken that is not what I thought you were going to say. That is not where I thought you were going to go when you said you, you didn't know a body could move that way. I was like, oh, <laughs> what is he about to say? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like, it, it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, you're right. 
it's a perspective and the mindset of how you're looking at it. So like, even if you watch YouTube, I like, I watch YouTube. Okay. There's so many people that make so much money off of YouTube. I was like, how? Yeah. Why? You know, it's like, then you watch some certain videos, like, okay, this is why, like, oh, you have so many followers, you know, you have a million followers, you make one video, you get almost a million views. Okay. That's, it just becomes, you know, like a, like a snowball effect, but it comes, it, it's not like, how did they get a million followers? Like, what were they doing? Like, you could kind of look at it differently, you know, like, of course, that time is not completely wasted. It is kind of wasted. But I would just say it's kind of throw something positive so you don't feel too guilty and too negative. And it becomes like some people just pretty much feel so bad. Like, oh, I just wasted this many hours just doing this and like all that. It's just it's a rabbit hole, right? Yeah. I, rabbit hole, so. I, I think the, the theme that ties both of your points together is to be intentional about it. Um, so there's there's a book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport or something like that. Great um, yeah, amazing book. So he, I mean, he advocates for for minimizing, you know, um, digital distractions because it allows for people to do um, offline hobbies and such that makes people feel more um, in tune with like productivity and, and leads to more happiness. But he does also mention, you know, time spent on social media or different digital platforms like if it's intentional then it's it's not as uh, detrimental i guess like you know yeah. but you have to like allocate time to it not just use it as a way to pass time in essence so you know he talks about there's you know, people used to have a lot of downtime, like when you're waiting in lines or waiting for certain things. And in that, in those times, you're able to process things that are going on in your life. And when you distract yourself, right, with social media by being or, or other digital websites or, or news or, or whatnot videos, then you're not allowing yourself that time to process, right? Or, or take it or be present in the moment. So I think the the theme is to just if you if you want to use those things and just be intentional about it, um, about about your time. Right? Yeah. And another, I think another area people struggle with is um, time with people, like how to decide on who they're going to spend time with. And then a lot of times they spend they find themselves spending more time they like than they like with people who they don't kind of get along with or mm. they constantly fighting with and that's along that 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 continuum that I was talking to you about Christina about the how much time you spend with people that sometimes setting a boundary like all right I'm only going to see this person for like two hours once a week or once a month because mm -hmm. for some reason our relationship like if we spend any more time than that things kind of go haywire like I know for me back in the day there were certain people I couldn't if I kicked it with them more than once a week for like an hour, I was gonna end up partying and losing my weekend, right? So then it was like, all right, like you, you bad. <laughs> I can't trust myself around these people, right? I didn't have the discipline back then. I couldn't say no. And so, but then what ends up happening is, is you start chasing your dreams and working on a projects that you love and you, 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 you start being intentional about spending time that with people who you really care about and treat you well and you treat them well 
less time there's less time for like the shenanigans uh for the people who are unhealthy um in your life the people that that uh, contribute to negativity in your life and a lot of times they'll kind of self-select out because like a lot of my friends uh, from back in the day that I partied with, they want to kick it and like, oh, let's meet up at a bar. It's like, well, I don't drink anymore. And so I'm like, but we could go meet at this coffee shop and get a tea. Well, a lot of them, and I didn't expect this to happen. A lot of them, they don't, they don't, they just want to drink. And so we don't kick it anymore. And so I don't have to feel guilty about it because I'm, I'm still saying, hey, we could kick it. Like, but let's go get, you know, let's go for a walk or let's go to the beach or let's, let's grab a bite to eat, but I'm not going to drink. Um, it's really interesting how people will self-select out of your life and you start seeing people for who they're probably going to be for the rest of your life, right? You, you start seeing where they fit into your life. Are they going to be somebody who's going to help me find happiness and, and achieve my dreams and goals and, and not, not I don't, make me take steps backwards? Um, I'm sorry to cut you off Um, because one of the things that for a lot of people um, is the peer pressure that comes with, hey, you don't drink no more. Right. For example. And but they want to be to the bar. Some people find that really hard to uh, to deal with. Right. To be that person. Some people a lot of people want to stop. But, you know, there's that tug of war. If I don't drink and I, you know, I have this pressure when I'm I'm only going to see these people over here. So what would be some tips and tricks on how to navigate that? Because I can definitely understand that um, that that process of um, doing that and having to kind of let go and live. And go ahead. Well, I think, you know, obviously it's going to be different for everybody, but mm-hmm. it's about finding your principles and what you hold, what you really want to value in life. Like, so one of the ways that I got, I whittled my way out of the party scene is I started working working out in the mornings and doing things early. So then I, so then yeah, I ain't going to do none of that hungover. Right. And so I would say, Oh, I got this thing going on in the morning, but why don't you come with me to do this thing? And be like, nah. And I'm like, all right. And, and what you'll find is um, people won't really necessarily hate on you for, for trying to better your life. I mean, they might in the beginning, but like when they see you're serious and you're inviting them to come along, mm-hmm it makes them make a decision, right? And the peer pressure kind of like, it'll just kind of dissipate. I mean, there's always gonna be some people that are just just purely peer pressure. And and it's hard because you're like, that's not, that's just not what I'm gonna do, you know? And yeah. they go, like, oh, are you a punk, this and that? But I guess I am, you know? I, I mean, at some point my happiness made me, like I've realized I was so happy doing the things that I love that I was just like, I don't care what you think about me not drinking or doing whatever else I used Word. to do. I just, Word. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to wake up in the morning. That's like real. Our, like our new year's thing, right? We do the new year's gong resolution, uh, gong um, bath and the vegan mm-hmm. meal and all that. Um, people are like, are oh, you, man, let's go to the club on new year. Well, not this new year's, but you know, let's go to the club. It's like, dude, I wake up feeling so energized and reinvigorated. Yeah motivated for my year like why am I going to start my year off like I used to which was I didn't want to get out of bed and I was already you know first day I would get the supreme sleep when we started doing those I was like yeah I'm so cool on doing this right here ringing in the new year on on some supreme z's waking up ready to hit the new whatever year it is on that 
versus waking up like, man, what's open right here to get these Godzilla and King Kong out of my head? Just, you know what I mean? But I enjoyed those times when I enjoyed them. Like when it was that part of my life, I loved the party. I mean, ain't nobody like to party like I like to party, you know? But that was for a certain time of my life. That. <laughs> that was just, mm -hmm. that was it. That was just, I mean, I prioritized it then and I enjoyed it. And so I'm glad, yeah. I, I don't regret it. I'm glad that I did it. It's mm -hmm. just not for me. It's for some people still. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like it's just, I mean, you do what you do, but it, but here's the thing about time allocation, and this is what Stay Smiling Life will challenge you, is just know where you're spending your time, and I hope you're cool with where and how you're spending your time and what you're doing. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to give up drinking, cool, don't give up drinking, right? But at least own that, you know, and then think about, well, how much time do you spend doing it? Is right. it getting in the way of other things? Like, what are right. other principles in your life? Like, are you getting the stuff done that you want to get done? And what's getting in the way of you not accomplishing things that you want to accomplish? And if you have an honest look and say, well, uh-oh, drinking's the problem. Or, uh-oh, maybe it's, I'm, I play too many sports because that was one of my things. I was doing too many sports. I had, to, I had to cut back a few so that I could do other things, but I had to take an honest look and accept like, oh man, responsibility for where I was spending my time. Right. And, and you're, you're your own judge. Don't let nobody else impose their desires and belief for your life on you. Unless it, right. I mean, unless you really trust them and they, and it sounds healthy, but right. still, you still need to think about it and make a decision for yourself and reflect and, and be honest with yourself about like, where am I spending my time? Do I like this? Like, is it getting in the way? And what am I going to do about it? If so, you know, absolutely. You know, one of the things that um, I think about um, that, that struggle that helped me with that specifically was my health, right? My Crohn's disease, right? Um, I had the, the, had that on, honest conversation with myself and understand, you know, I want to be healthy and I was working out a whole lot, but I was dealing with these flare ups. And one of the things that would not help me at all was the alcohol, right? So I had to understand what the impact was going to be on my health and was like, you know what, this is my crutch. And it helped. I turned it into a strength to really help set that boundary to be like, you know what, I'm trying to bench 250 and, you know, be able to walk around, not be all hunched over and just out of bounds, you know, wounded because of the Crohn's disease. And if well, I didn't missed out on a key component, Tayari. It wasn't benching 250 that you was trying to do. You was trying to still be able to swing at the club. Remember? Because we used to get them Dom Drapers. You know what I'm saying? Reggae night. Reggae night. Terrible. So then we Come stopped living and we would crush the reggae night and we was out there digging all night. Like, woo! Probably the only two sober people in there, but it was cool. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you guys were doing a reggae night on Sunday nights, man. Yes, we were. True That's indeed. right. But that was a choice that you guys made. I mean... Oh, absolutely. And I guess yeah. like the question that you're asking is that, and I think Carlos also uh, said it, is that even if you get invited a lot, and if you keep saying no, you become, an, you know, the guy that is not partying, not, not having fun, not the fun guy. But in reality, like Carlos saying is that if you are also uh, inviting them to do something you like, and they're the one that's saying no, it, I think they kind of start realizing that, well, hey, it's not a one-way thing. He's inviting me also, but I'm saying no. And it's like, it's my choice and it's each other's choice that you guys are saying, no, I'm not going to join you to do something like that. And like I said, it's, it becomes selectively kind of distanced apart. And it's like, well, 
you guys don't have, I guess, a common things to do together anymore. I mean, I don't... It's a mutual respect, right? You know, um, if the friendship is, 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 is a strong bond or whatever, um, it's like, hey, I want, I want to take my life in this, this direction and I need to spend time, be attentive with my time in order to do that, right? A good friend is going to respect that, you know, and then as you grow, you'll be able to be intentional about spending how, your time, how we talked about earlier about allocating time, e.g. the calendar, let's find some time later down the line is an hour a week where we sit down and sip tea chop it up, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and maybe reminisce on the old days and what we used to do and, and let's, let's figure out the new thing as we're growing and, you know, stacking more chip, doing what we love to do, you know, and, and maybe inviting people to the Stay Smiling Life podcast and we're spending a lot of time doing that, right? And, and, and figuring out how we can, you know, you know, um, better, you know, uh, live life, right? Whatever that might look like. So it's, you know, it's it's a mutual respecting. It starts with understanding yourself and um, uh, goals, dreams, right, and, and having clarity and and you know choreographing the steps that you need and want to take to get there, right. And the more you talk about your dreams and and what you want to do and sharing that with people, you know, it, I think when you're talking like you know Carlos about you know hey I, I want to wake work out in the morning because I'm trying to do this, right. You and I talked about uh, riding our bikes back from um LA to San Diego hitting the aqueduct and doing that well it's going to take take time to kind of build up the stamina and the endurance to do so right so if I, if I have to you know take time early in the morning or on the weekend to you know get my leg strength up and my cardio game tight to do that there's going to be some things I'm gonna have to set on the side in order to make that happen and so you know there's nothing wrong with that if I have to you know allocate my time on a schedule on a calendar to meet up and do some other things then so be it and people will understand and if not you know people who, who, you know, are friends and, and don't mind, aren't going to really care, right? They'll work with me. Yeah. And I think that kind of, I guess what ties it back to is if, if you're intentional and, and um, consistently evaluating your life, like whether it be through an eco map or just like a monthly reminder to just kind of check your relationships or kind of reflect on them, I think you'll see that, or like people can see that friendships do change, right? Like life, life changing events impact that, you know, like if you're, if your goals change on like health or, you know, you're, you're going into business and that takes up more of your time. Yeah. you the dynamic of your friendships can change because the time allocation is going to change. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that person, they may self-select out of your life, or the dynamic might just change and it might be less time in. And that's where like the acceptance has to come in that Carlos was talking about, right? Or there could be a period of time where, you know, people self-select out and then you reconnect later and you guys are more aligned in what you guys are interested in. I know that's happened to me with we, me and one of my girlfriends, right? She like moved away and we kind of didn't speak as much for a while, but, you know, we, we reconnected. I would say a few years ago when I got more into an entrepreneurship track and she had already been doing it. So we had, we had a lot more things to talk about and it wasn't that we stopped being friends. We just, we have a stronger bond now because we have more things to talk about and more things in common. Yeah. And sometimes spending less time with somebody doesn't mean you're going to have a weaker relationship. Sometimes you spend less time, but when you do hang out, you hang out in a different kind of way that like kind of counts more and, and you learn more about 
each other and, and it could strengthen the relationship. So it just because you spend less time with somebody or you, you shift your allocation of time doesn't mean that things are necessarily going to fall apart. Yeah. And like I said, I think, I think as we grow, we learn more, we're educated more, we have more knowledge and it becomes quality over quantity. Like I said, time is, it doesn't really matter how much it's just like when you're there, like I said, if you cannot, you know, like people you meet sometimes, like you kick it off. Oh, like I know you for a long time. I think that's where it is, is that the baseline is very similar to each other. And um, I mean, like the book of secrets, right? You're giving out your own energy, your own type. And it pretty much brings those similar people to you. And love attraction. Yes. Love attraction. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Who, who got a book of secrets? But you meant the secret? He meant the secret, I think. <laughs> no, somebody wrote a book of secrets? I wait, that about kind of secrets. Is that one of the ones that, <laughs> when you're on the, like the, the airplane, that you got to get the little book cover for, yeah. and you read it, and you flip the page, you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. And you just, where everybody knows what you're reading, like. Long book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I kind of want to go back to a lot of things. I, I kind of lied to you guys, I guess, and, you know, now that I don't look, use my calendar. Um, misspoke. Misspoke. There you go. I didn't lie to you. Misspoke. I don't use my calendar now, but one thing I do remember is that when I was working, doing all these, you know, meetings, all that stuff, um, I'm not, I wasn't a digital person. So what I did was I went to go buy an actual calendar booklet, like those, uh, those what do you call it, like monthly planner books. And you just make sure you buy one every year and you just start using that. You write everything in. And that way, like, I could go back, hey, what did I do last year? And everything's there, you know? Like, digital, yeah. yes, it's, it's like, it's a little, it's a different feeling, like, reading a paper book versus, you know, looking it on a screen. Yeah. You have when you, because on a paper book or on the paper calendar, you're actually the one that's writing everything in it. Like you're, it's your handwriting, you know, it kind yeah. of differs from the regular Times New Roman font, you know, or <laughs> every font or so your favorite font that you have, right? Yeah. Your yeah. own handwriting, your own handwriting, you know? It's My me, aunt, it's she writes in a calendar every day. Hmm. She, she's been writing in a calendar every day for, I don't know how long, a calendar journal or something like that. But no, it's, it's, it's a combination of the two. I don't know. But I know that the next, so she, so every day she reads what she wrote last year. Mm. So it's a really interesting, she's, she'll call me up sometimes. Did you know last year at this time you had a booger in your nose and you, and I'm like, how do you, how in the world? She's like, I know this because you called me and you said something really funny and you got embarrassed and blah, blah, blah. And so she would like, I guess wrote that in her little journal or whatever. But then but then she reads like last year and it, that's like one of her things that she does to stay present um, and connected to the past. But then also I think she does it after she writes in her journal for the day, right? Mm -hmm. So that it doesn't influence what she wrote for the day or it doesn't necessarily influence her day. Um, I don't know what she does. She did something along those lines and it's funny sometimes. It's, sometimes she'd be calling me with some stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, yeah, I remember, like, I was writing, planning everything out for whatever you do, you know, next week, month after, or whatnot. But at the same time, I was writing in what I did yesterday. Mm. 
So after the fact, what you did, like, you know, certain things, it was all work related, but like certain things you did, you didn't do that you needed to be done and stuff like that. You just make notes every day. So you kind of, hopefully it, what passed, you'll get to your present and you kind of, ouch. Oh, that's um, like painful. That was my knee. <laughs> it sounded like, it sounded like, like Thor turned your knee into like one of them things that's behind the door. They'd be like, <laughs> the door stopper. Yeah. Oh. That, that, right. no. No, that, that, was a, that was a little thing. But yeah, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll learn everything that you did. You write down everything you did in the past. You put that towards your present that you have now, how you feel, then be like that. Then you can just pretty much put that towards the future tomorrow. What you can do. So those type of time allocation, it's, you know, you have your goals, right? Like just like any business or anybody that like you have, like Christian, you have that five-year plan, your 10-year plan, you know, that's your time allocation that you have. And it's not day-to-day, week-to-week, um, but it's that yearly where you want to be like Tyra saying, where's your goal? You know, it, it's the small step that we always say, right? Yeah. That you do every day makes, makes you into who you can be in five years, 10 years. Yeah. Good point. All good points. What, um, so do you guys have one last thing that you guys would advise our listeners or help them to direct them on what they can do right now to help them shape their calendar and their time? Mm. Does that mean you want to go first, Tayari? How about you, Christina? Yeah. Schedule the important things in your life. Uh, so if you if you have a physical calendar like Yoshi uses or a digital calendar like I use and Carlos uses, we use Google Calendar. It just helps me a lot so that I always have it on my phone. But I schedule the important things that I don't want to overlook. For- right? Like I- date nights. Date nights are in there, times to work on Stay Smile in Life, right? Like I put that on Carlos's calendar, all of these guys' calendar. That's how we're here today recording <laughs> at night is because it's on our calendar, right? Like it's a standing invite that we just have and we have this dedicated time for it. Um, so, so that's what I do. I have dedicated time for the things that matter that I don't want to forget about or push, push off. That reminds me <laughs> when I hang out with my friends, I'll put it in my calendar and send them an invite, but sometimes I'll put it like sweet loving with Carlos. And then, <laughs> and then her wife will be like, Hey, uh, what, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say, you know, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see those those conversations or or the face when they read it. You know, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start intentionally making the meeting invites when I know because I know which friends of mine, significant other, they share calendars. I, now I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be like, hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> hey. Wow. What about you, T? Um, What's your last nugget? My last nugget is I was thinking about uh, I went to London um, 
with my girlfriend to see her brother get married and mm -hmm. she showed me where she grew up and how she used to walk to school and she used to walk through this graveyard right on the way to school and um she just wanted to show me so we walked through and uh, i kind of wandered off and i started looking at some of like the old old uh headstones and everything and um you see some 1908 to this dash to the end and you know, um, I remember a it, I started thinking about a conversation Carlos and I had a long time ago about, you know, there's this dash in between when a person is born and when they end. And that's where we are right now. We're, we're rocking steady on that dash, right? And so where we are right now on this, this podcast right now and where whoever is watching this right now, rocking on their dash is because we were intentional about what we were doing. We were strategic about how we were spending our time. And when you really think about it, where we are today, it's we're the sum summation of our choices and how intentional we were with our time to end up where we are right now. You know, having this podcast, the decision-making process, everything, when you really break it down to the fine points. And so having said all that, be strategic and intentional about how you allocate your time. Make that dash glow. When someone walks through whatever cemetery and they see your name on it, what do you want that dash to represent? I like that. Make that dash glow. That's probably going to be on Instagram at some point. <laughs> the poem we're talking about is by uh, Linda Ellis. I mm. read a man who stood to speak at a funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke of the following date with tears but he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years for that dash represents all the time they spent alive on earth and now only those who love them know what that little line is worth for it matters not how much we own the cars the house the cash what matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash so thinking about this long and hard are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that still can be rearranged. To be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect, the more often we, we wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you lived your dash. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> I, I read like, that um, poem when I was, that was like one of the only things I read in high school, that and Scarlet Letter. Um, and the Scarlet Letter, I read it, but I didn't understand it. And so uh, the dash has been something that has been a motivating factor in my life. And, and so um, I think what I'm going to leave people with is that uh, you're the, the so I've lived my life by the seat of my pants and it's been fun, right? Uh, but for me personally, once I started like having desires and dreams and, and goals, I recognize that living by the seat of my pants 
life has a funny way of of taking you places sometimes where you don't want to go if you if if you become like a yes man right or a yes woman and so I, I live by a few creeds one is the dash I want to make sure that I'm living my life to the fullest that if I were to die today I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset that I I left some on the line right like I left like I put energy into every day I really I really do um, and then another one is I always I basically always say yes before I say no, um, because that allows me to try new things. But, but this is the first time in my life where I've run into challenges with that because I don't have enough time to say yes to everything. And so, um, if you do an eco map or, and if you still don't know what we're talking about, I mean, you could Google eco map. I suggest you do it with somebody who knows how to do it though, because it, it can bring up some deep things. Um, uh, but if you do an eco map, if you really take a inventory of your life, which I think you should, right? And, and I don't like shooting on people, uh, so I, don't, I, I do it lightly. I mean, uh, I do it uh, intentionally in this moment. In that, mm, even if you're somebody that was like me just two years ago, the, the flying by the seat of my pants, it really is beneficial to stop and just just taking it inventory of what it is that you're doing, what you've done, what you've accomplished, because you've accomplished a lot. You might not look at it like that, but you've accomplished a ton. And, and, and taking inventory of what you've learned along the way, who's in your life, who do you want to keep in your life? Are there people that aren't really in your life that you want to spend more time with? Are there people in your life that you really don't think you should be spending as much time with? Are there hobbies that you're not doing that make you happy? So how can you increase those times, um, time spent doing those things? And are there are there dreams that you've wanted to do? Like for me playing the classical guitar. So I bought a guitar and I took a class at a community college. And that I'm so happy, but I recognize I don't have the time to get to the level I want to right now. So I, I own that and just play a little bit here and there. And it is what it is, right? And so it's just about being really intentional and starting to come to terms with what are you doing with your life, with your time today? Like, what are you doing with your time and coming to terms with that? And then start chipping away at, at finding ways to spend, even if it's like 15 minutes a week doing just something else that brings you some joy and some peace and some love. Um, I think you'll find that uh, you'll really appreciate it. And so that's, that's my last thing. Thanks, Carlos. Um, like I was saying before is that uh, compared to everybody here, I guess, um, I always see myself inferior, I guess you could say, you know, by knowledge base, I don't read that much as much as you guys all do. Um, but that still doesn't, I put it, my view is that I still think I see the glass half full person. The reason for that is is that there's always speed, uh, always space for improvement. You could always make you, you could always fill your glass, um, and that's a time that you use. Like I said, even if you're looking at Instagram, I mean, just have that intention of looking at it to not just enjoy, but to also steal not steal or give yourself a little bit of educational knowledge. So if someone takes pictures in a certain way, like okay, why? They'll get like you know a thousand likes, ten thousand likes. Why? Is it how they took the picture or what type of video it is? Like I said, you can always have that knowledge to educate yourself. And that time that you do it is the important part, I think it is. 
it, they think it is in life. And time is something that, you, like I said, I always say, you cannot get back. So don't ever think of it that you're wasting time because you always could find that purpose of why you did something before or why you thought you wasted, but you, you, you don't waste time, you use time. And the view to you, how you used it can always, I think is important. Because like spending time with somebody, spending time with other, you're using that time positively, even negatively, you like I said, it's one of our things. You find the purpose, you learn, do it. Then you make that education, you grow with it, good or bad, but you just grow with it and they get, you come to that cycle. It's over and over. Time is, is a continuous thing, so. Yeah, true. It's a, a fair point. And I think as long as people, um, you know, take stock every now and then, like Carlos mentioned. And if you feel like you're, if you take the stock and you feel like you're using the time and it's, it's not, there are things that are hindering you from pursuing your goals, your dreams, things that you do want to pursue, right? And it's because you are allocating a bit more time to social media or, or friends that aren't fulfilling you then take stock of that because maybe you reallocate that time so that you can dedicate that extra like 15 minutes instead of scrolling or watching an episode of Big Bang Theory, which I love, right? Um, but but dedicating that time to uh, something to pursue your dream, right? But but our overall message is to be intentional. So if, if you aren't intentional right now about um, your time and you just feel like you don't have it or you're not sure where it goes, then now's the time to probably, we highly suggest you you stop and just take stock of it and and see where that time is going and see if you, you know, if you need to tweak it so that you will feel better about where you are allocating your time. So with that, we thank you for tuning in and showing up for us and more importantly, showing up for yourselves. Please like, subscribe, and follow us at staysmileonlife.com um, stay <laughs> on all platforms. You can visit us at staysmileonlife.com. Please share us with your friends. We go live twice a month at um, our Facebook group, uh, Be Curious and Grow. You can check out the event there. and We have the information um, for our meeting on Zoom. Um, And we want to leave you with our closing statement, our mission. We wholeheartedly believe you can and deserve to be happy. Stay Smile Life is here to empower you, help you take control of your life and help you to choose happiness. Let's Let's go live a life where we understand why and how the choices we make impact our happiness. Now let's get to getting happy together. Thank you. Supreme Afro scene, (laughs) y'all. Who knows? (laughs) Yummy, that was too.